Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And here we are in New York City in Central Park, the most beautiful place on earth right at this moment. It's so beautiful here. I don't know. I, that's quite a superlative, Linda, but it really is an amazing place. And spring has just sprung in New York, and so you've got even though today's a little cloudy, we're now starting to see some blue sky, but people roll out of their flats and roll into Central Park when it's springtime. Well, anytime. All year round, this place has got a lot of people in it, but really is smart because they have the most amazing, amazing plants and trees and flowers and bushes and everything imaginable. You got to hand it to the planners and to the designers of this park. If you try to imagine New York City without Central Park, it would not be a happy place. Um, you know, there are little parks everywhere here. In fact, we were in London last week, as we mentioned, and um, there are little parks there everywhere, but nothing like this. This is amazing. There's a zoo, and there's water features. There's people having a good time, throwing frisbees and walking dogs, and it's a great place to be. And as you longtime loyal listeners know, we trade, we make a trade-off on ours on the road. We trade off the purity of, of audio reception in favor of ambient noises. And so you might hear birds chirping. We're going to take a little walk while we talk, or should we stay right here? Linda? I think we better stay right here. to stay here. I guess people will go by us, but we're here with our son Eli, our young son, and his wife Julie, and their two kids, and if we can catch up to them or if we can find where they are, uh, we'll find them by the second half of the show. We want to ask them an interesting question. How is it to be parents of two living on the Upper West Side of New York City and living in a five-story walk-up so that when they come into their house with their shoulder and their Two kids. kids. One of them is turning one tomorrow, and the other is a little live wire three-year-old. How is it to live right in the city and to climb those stairs several times a day? I'll tell you one thing. They don't need to go to a gym. Well, actually, um, we have a daughter visiting from Boston here, too. And there's a helicopter flying over, as we mentioned. That's Um, a trade-off. But anyway, we have two kids here, which was so fun. And they just ran a seven-and-a-half-mile loop around Central um, Park this morning. They did the same thing yesterday. Honestly, I'm so glad I wasn't there. By the way, we'll be in Boston next time. So um, we got a little wedding photographer here. We better walk on down a little ways. And, uh, it's it's you know, we're going to get to the topic here in a minute. The topic for today on Ours on the Road is grip. How to get your kids to have more grit, G-R-I-T. And some kids have grit naturally, and we're going to get into that, and some you have to really take pains to give them grit. But I think that uh, we're going to get to that topic. But before we do, I guess the point is we'll be in Boston next week, and we'll broadcast from there. And that daughter who lives there is in New York today, and she's the one Linda was mentioning was running training for a marathon. And so um, that's why they were all here together. So we had their four kids and Eli's two kids, six of them. We had a great day in the city yesterday. Um, actually, 
was one of my best days of my life because it was my birthday. I had two kids here. And they actually had the most fun idea. We uh, love art in our family. I'm a great art lover, and they've all become great art lovers. And um, we, they just, this, this Sadie who lives in Boston is just so great. She's got a creative mind, and she wrote to all the kids and asked them what their favorite piece of art was at the Metropolitan Museum in New York City. They all sent her what they liked best. And then we had a little scavenger hunt with Sadie and her four kids to find all those beautiful pieces of art. And then each one of them had written a little thing about why they loved that piece. And it was really absolutely fabulous. So fun. But they actually wrote was they picked a piece of art that reminded them of Linda, of their mom. And then they wrote why it reminded them of their mom. And Linda, who kind of hates to be the center of attention and therefore has kind of a hard time with birthdays to begin with. Didn't want to mention that part, but that was the great part. I mean, they picked some picked Monet, some picked Renoir, some they picked specific paintings, and then they said why that painting reminded them of you. Wasn't that so sweet? That was so fun. And the most unusual one probably was that from our most unusual child because it's called Maid Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, gosh, I wonder how we can relate that to me. <laughs> and uh, he, he just gave the sweetest thing. Saying, he's you written know, a little essay about why it reminded him. He just said, you know, parenting is so tiring, and I know you would love to catch a nap once in a while, but we were all home like this little maid here. But um, but you probably didn't. Maybe in church not tomorrow. He's wrong about that, though, because I never, I never even knew what anybody said in church for about 12 years. <laughs> and we're sitting with all those kids. The reason you never sleep in church is you're so busy waking up those of us who do fall asleep. Oh, that's my biggest job on Sundays, keeping you awake. Honestly, it's true. But um, that, that was just one of the highlights of my life. It was so fun. We had a great time. And those four little kids that are with him, the eldest was 11 and on down, um, was so darling. She just was and all of them were so terrific. They just kept trudging through that museum. That's a huge museum. And some of them were in the same room, but some of them were way far in the other part of the museum. And they were terrific. They just went along and were excited about it. It's really easy to lose a kid in the Metropolitan Museum of Art. There's, I think, 700 rooms. Well, they go by the hundreds, but I don't know if there's 700 <laughs> <laughs> we, we were in a room 823, but <laughs> I don't think that means that But anyway. I mean, it's a um, kind of a safe place to lose a kid in a way, but still hard to find them once they're lost. Well, those kids have been well-trained. That mother has taken them through so many museums so many times, and they were stuck to her like glue. It was really fun to see. Well, it illustrated, kind of a segue into what we want to talk about today, it illustrated the quality of grit when you got a little five-year-old like Peter who just will trudge through one room of art after another and kind of see once in a while a big picture of a lion or something that entertains him. But most of the time, he's just trudging away. And that's, that's one element of grit. How would you define grit in a child? We... um. We have really fallen in love with this word lately because that is so important. It comes through my family. There's a lot of grit manifest in their families and their, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, who survived 
so many hard things in life, and they just did it. They just got in there and did it, whether they lost children. We ha- I have a grandmother. We were actually out of the Statue of Liberty the day before yesterday, and uh, some of, a lot of my ancestors came through New York City, and one grandmother uh, with six children, grandmother and grandfather, had six children in Denmark. They lost their oldest daughter before they left Denmark and then got on a boat in Liverpool with measles. So somebody somebody on the boat had measles and passed it on, and she buried three children at sea with the measles, little children. And then the, the fourth one died just as they stopped in New York Harbor, and they buried him somewhere on land. We have no idea where. So they ended up with one child. But, wow, they just made the best of it. She got pregnant again, walked a thousand miles across the Plains and ended up in Bloomington, Idaho, where she created a beautiful home. Both of them, they did such a great job. But wow, you know, those are the kind of people that had to have a great survive. I mean, literally. But how do we create that in our own children? And and it turns out on a lot of surveys that when you ask parents what they will most want to develop in their children, they don't always use the word grit, but often the highest answer is determination or tenacity or the ability not to give up and to have the hardest time engendering into their kids. And as some of you know, one of our best-selling books is a book called The Entitlement Trap. And when kids have an entitlement attitude, essentially, that's the opposite of grit. That's just, well, I deserve things, and people should give me things, and I shouldn't have to struggle. I shouldn't have to work very hard for them. And it's, it's endemic among children today, not only in the U.S., but in most of the developed world. Grit is just a kind of a shorthand way of saying we want our kids to know how to work. We want them to know how to be tenacious and determined and to really get things. There are other studies, by the way, in surveys, maybe you've seen some of them, that show that the single most contributory factor towards success in life, economic success or any other kind of success, is this wonderful quality called grit. It turns out that that's more important in achieving goals and getting the things that people want than intelligence or heritage or inherent economic uh, potential. It's all about grit. It's all about not giving up. And you can think in your own life of people who just plain stay at it until they get what they want. And so um, it's a powerful quality. Well, I have to say that, you know, I don't know, those of you who have more than one child know that some are born with more grit than others. I mean, some are born with creativity. Some are born with mischief. Some are born with, you know, uh, And sometimes those things go together. Oftentimes, the more mischievous a little kid is, the more grit he might develop yeah. into. We are with a three-year-old right now <laughs> has a lot of grit for getting into trouble. But um, she is adorable, but she just is so full of, you know, just, i got to have this. i got to do this. i got to get this done. So I don't know how many of you listeners have seen Eddie the Eagle, but if you haven't, you really should see it because now there is a child with grit. Brand new movie, still in theaters, I think. No, I think it's maybe going, but you can get it on Netflix or online. And uh, it's just an amazing 
child who had no support from his parents. Well, his mother was supportive. Somehow he wanted to be in the Olympics, and he didn't care how he got there. The opening scene is he's holding his breath in the bathtub, trying to see if there's an event in the Olympics for for breath holding. (laughs) And when he couldn't do that, he finally ends up becoming a ski jumper because England has no ski jumpers, and he figures that might be the way to get into the Olympics. And so we're going to take a little break here, but when we get back, we're going to be continuing this conversation, and uh, we hope to find our son, our daughter-in-law, if the two kids will behave for a minute, and they can give you a little idea of what it's like to live in New York City with two kids. So again, Iyer's on the road from Central Park in New York City. We'll take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Iyer's on the road. Parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. And we're back. For those of you who missed the first part, we are in Central Park in New York City. We're right by the Bethesda Fountain, where we took some wedding pictures for one of our sons and his his wife, his brand new wife. Um, this is a really a special city for us. We've had three kids living in New York for most of the time in the last how many would you say seven years or so? Well, and, and our history time, goes way back. Time, I served my uh, my first LDS mission here in New York City and. So it's always been a special place for us. And then, like you say, Linda, the only one of our kids who wasn't married in the Salt Lake Temple was married in the New York City Temple. And uh, we walked by this very fountain and had all our wedding pictures taken there. So lots of memories. But um, isn't it interesting how families kind of catch our eye wherever we go. I mean, there's so many families walking through the park today. It's a little cloudy here. You can probably hear a saxophone in the background. You might be able to hear boats rowing in the little pond, and you might be able to hear a little wind once in a while, but that's okay. We're broadcasting from wherever we are. Yeah, somebody popped in to have a little wedding photo uh, right by our bench. (laughs) So we moved around the corner. Now we're watching a cute couple that are just getting married because they are the wedding couple, actually. And they're in a boat, and they're kissing. And <laughs> Their it really photographer's is running along trying to... scene. <laughs> it's really beautiful. Everybody's in rowboats going along here. It's so awesome. So let me give a kind of a thumbnail sketch of what we think creates grit in a child and then stays in the child and grows into something that becomes a permanent quality and allows that person to become what he wants to be. We no. think that it uh, we think there's mainly two things and this this is surprising how simple this formula is. One is learning how to work and how to earn money rather than have money given to him. And many of you have heard us over the years talk about how important it is to set up jobs and chores within your home and set up charts and pegboards and ways for kids to keep track of what they've done and to pay them instead of an allowance, an actual wage of some kind for the jobs that they remember to do and complete it. Now, you can go to valuesparenting.com and click on the family economy, and you can learn a lot of details about this, but there's lots of ways to do it. The important thing is to remember that we give our kids more by giving them less. 
That's one of the two things that we think develops grit in children and avoids the opposite of grit, which is this entitlement attitude. And the second thing that creates grit, believe it or not, and strong research exists on this, is for kids to know about their ancestors and about the stories of how those ancestors made it through hard times and had various kinds of joy and success in their life through their own determination. And it turns out that that makes a bigger difference in a child's ability to have this elusive quality of grit than any other single thing. You know, we talked about this before. It just has become really important in our lives. We've realized that. We've been talking to our kids about it. And they did it. This daughter did a really fun thing. Um, actually, last week, they had a Grandma Hazel Day. My mother's name is Hazel. They had a Grandma Hazel Day. And they knew what she loved. And the first thing that they did was clean out the garage. And uh, they'd listen to a little tape by Grandma about her childhood. And some of the things we did were impossible. That's why we like to do it, because we made it possible. So they went down and looked at the garage, and their nine-year-old son said, Mom, this is impossible. She said, that's why we're doing it. We want to make it possible. So they had a great time remembering her life and what she was all about and really working together. Melinda, I see Eli, our son, has just come walking along with Zara. Zara, do you want to talk on the radio? Say hi. Say hi, everybody. She's almost asleep. But I want to know from you, Eli, how does it, how is it? To, Linda just said an interesting thing that rhymed and she didn't even realize it. She said, you got to be gritty to raise kids in the city. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. I did. What do you I think? How is it to have two kids in a walk-up? Well, first of all, I'd say, I think it requires grit, grit to raise kids anywhere. We're definitely not experienced by any means. We have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, but we love living in New York City. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's the greatest city in the world, and there's so much to offer. And it has, presents a lot of amazing things and a lot of challenges with raising kids. But there's so many other great families here doing the same thing, so we get to learn from them, and, and everyone's kind of in it together. It's kind of uh, you know, a fun thing that we get to do. Hey, Zara, can you walk up all those stairs all by yourself? Do you like walking up the steps? No. Sometimes I like to. Yes, I like Sometimes you want Daddy to carry Sometimes you? Sometimes she likes to. Sometimes she likes to. How, did, how does Dean get up the steps? Dean needs to climb up the steps like crawl up the steps. He crawls up the steps. He crawls up the steps. Yeah. We don't, we don't make him crawl up the steps. We most of the time we, we carry both kids. Zara has three, so she can walk up. I just have to say that Zara did a project this morning. She's only three, but she did a work project. Her mom wrote a little list of five things that she needed to do, and each thing she got a dollar for doing. Because, well, because tomorrow Zara. is Dean's first birthday, and she, what are you going to buy for Dean today? Um, a truck. A truck? How did you get your dollars, though, Zara? Um, like earnings. Uh, earnings? Stuff? Earnings. Stuff. What did you do? You used some what? Some elbow what? Some elbow. Grease, right? She learned how to the term elbow grease. She used some elbow grease to clean the to clean the wall. What did you have to clean, Zara? I didn't have to clean everything. <laughs> she had to clean everything. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> and how many dollars did you earn? Um, like 
Three dollars. Three dollars to buy a truck for her brother tomorrow on his birthday. So that's what I call, we were just in the first half of your life talking about the two things that create grit are one, knowing about your ancestors, and two, having parents who don't give you money all the time to make you work for it. Even if you're three, <laughs> that might be a little extreme. Yeah, she doesn't always work for it. Just on, on Dean's birthday. I mean, she wanted to feel like she'd earned the money to buy that present. Well, and, and Zara's mom does a great job of, of instilling that work ethic in her, I think, and, and helping her learn that it's fun. It's also fun to work. And that's something that we learned from. I heard you talking about Grandma Jacobson and Grandma Hazel the other day, and she taught us to learn to love work. We didn't love it all the time, but she always had a smile on her face, having fun doing it. So she taught us the joy and satisfaction of grit and working hard. Well, I can still, I can still remember very clearly her getting really mad at you because you picked the peas without putting your hand down, pull the whole line up. You know, who me? You're talking to me? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She got mad at you for not knowing how to pick peas. She called it picking peas. And uh, it was so funny. It was like, Rick, you've got to get down there and get your hand on the other side of that pea and pull it off. Don't you know how to do pea? <laughs> oh, mother-in-law problems. You know, we've all experienced that sort of thing. <laughs> so, Eli, we'll let you go, but any other thoughts on what would you say the trade-offs are raising kids in the city? One, one of the cons would be five flights of stairs, but there are a lot of pros. Yeah, well, not everybody has five flights of stairs, just the crazy ones like our church live in places with five flights. Um, but I don't know. I think it, the, we always think it would be pretty awesome to have a backyard to let kids, let kids go run and get some energy out. But here we are standing in Central Park, and it's like everybody's backyard. And Sarah loves playing in Central Park and seeing, you know, all the different people here. And I think it's just uh, it looks fun. We love it. And how about your car? <laughs> our car is our stroller. <laughs> the, the stroller, the model of our stroller is called a donkey. Because it really is called that because it's our donkey. It carries everything, the, the kids and the groceries and everything we're carrying with us anywhere. <laughs> well, I thought I thought you were going to talk about zip cars. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, we have a zip car subscription. It's like a car share service that we can take out when we do need a car, but that's very seldomly. But honestly, I think I, I, one thing you learn raising kids in the city and raising kids anywhere is it's a two-person job, and Julie does most of everything. You know, I try to help as much as I can, but it's incredible to have a two-person support system so that one of you is getting a little worn out and doesn't have as much grit right then and there. The other one can step in and help out and vice versa. Well, you got two kids now, but when you have three and you're outnumbered, then, then we're going to keep a close eye on you. Serious trouble. <laughs> Man, but I'll tell you what, this little girl has her own car. It's called a scooter. And she, since she's two, she's been on that scooter going 100 miles an hour, which is a problem when the mother can't run as fast as the kid can go. Do you like your scooters, Zara? Yeah. You do? What are you doing on it? I was super fast on it. Super fast on it. Well, that's good. And Zara, did we have a fun story today? Yes. And what did we have to do with our bagels? Boys. We had to pause with the story so we could have bagels, right? And what do you like on your bagels? Cream cheese. Cream cheese. Yeah. The main thing we, we we learned from Eli there is that uh, raising kids in the 
Don't you like that, though, Linda? you got to be gritty to raise kids in the city. Oh, you've got to be gritty to raise kids anywhere. Anywhere. I see this little mother. When we were in that museum yesterday, she had those two kids in that stroller for an hour and a half, and walking them in the park next door to the museum because they only last for about two minutes in the museum. And uh, she just sacrifices so much. So you young moms and you young dads out there, boy, congratulations because you do such a great job of sacrificing some things now that will be so important for the future. Not only teaching grit, but just um, taking care of your kids and teaching them the things they need to know to be good adults, to have grit, to have self-reliance, to have courage to do the right thing and all all those really hard things. You know, I, one of the things that's fun about, and while we've been here, a bunch of kids just walked by with popsicles. That was the noises you heard a minute ago. But the sun's just come out, and there's even more families in the park. And I think one of the things we want to close with today is that no matter where you are, no matter what you do, surveys bear it out. Family turns out to be the most important thing. In fact, family turns out to be the end which we do all the other things which become the means so I, I we're watching people walk by here today we've got bankers we've got lawyers we've got stockbrokers we've got plumbers we've got maintenance workers we've got all kinds of people but on a saturday in new york city in the park most of them are with their family now it may not be their kids it'll be their brothers their sisters their aunts their uncles but it's all about family it is in fact down by the arches down by the fountain today we met a family with five kids singing the most in a most amazing harmony and their dad was standing in the background i went and asked him about is this your family he said yes but actually we have nine but these five are singing together right now we have them from 11 to 28 and I said, do you sing? And they said, yeah. I said, how did they learn to sing? I said, well, I, I taught them. <laughs> but, I mean, it wasn't just singing. They were dancing. They were orchestrating their um, their numbers. It was absolutely amazing. So we just hat, hats off to all of you that are raising children. You may not have nine. You may have just one. But no matter what, it is a deal. We really wish you the best, and we hope for the best. A few years ago, we did a TV show called Families Are Forever, and we'll end this radio show today by saying, families are forever. Bye-bye. 